Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Commercial Property Investor Podcast, where it's my job to introduce you to people from the world of commercial property. We're talking with investors and thought leaders about their experiences of the commercial property world and sharing our own lessons from the last 20 years to give you practical know-how so that you can follow in their footsteps. If you've ever thought commercial could be your next step, but it just seems too confusing and opaque, then you've come to the right place. There are so many exciting opportunities in this dynamic sector, and I'm looking forward to pulling back the curtain and sharing them with you. Commercial Property Investor Podcast, where we aim to give you the knowledge and confidence to invest in commercial property. And I'm your host, Jerry Alexander. Wow, what a week it's been. The world is constantly changing right now. And since the last time we spoke, America has voted for a new president, possibly. And the world might have found a vaccine for the C word, which has in turn led to one of the biggest ever rises in world stock markets. Not only that, but we've prepared the next episode in the mini-series on container storage. However, we're not going to unleash that on you until next week. So you need to make sure you've subscribed and stay tuned for the next two episodes of that series, which has become really popular. Now, personally, I've had a great week talking to lots of commercial property students who are either on our mastermind programme or our mentorship programme, and indeed some who joined us uh, for a behind-the-scenes tour last week at a number of our commercial investments. They got the chance to see what we do up close and personal. We started at our on-site restaurant in one of our centres, and then we toured five other properties, one of which has been redeveloped. And then in the afternoon, we spent a bit of time talking about the fundamentals of the commercial market and how to get started. And I have to say, I just love helping and talking with people to show them how commercial property really works and how it can work for them. And there were lots of common themes and things I can relate to over this last week that when I've been discussing with students. And I can remember these things when I got started in this crazy market. So it's really good when I get the chance to see the fog beginning to lift and people begin to understand that there is actually a rhythm and a structure to all of this. This great market can be learned and understood. You just need to get more context by feeding in more good information. And I hope that in some small way, I can do that through this weekly podcast. If it helps you, then please let me know. And if it isn't, then let me know too, because we need to make improvements as we go along with the podcast. Okay, so the reason I wanted to delay the next Container Storage podcast was because of those conversations I've been having. And a number of people have actually currently got a project they're developing out for a CMO. And I wanted to cover a key subject around that to help support you through these exciting and critical stages. I want to chat about making sales and keeping the flexibility to respond to customer demand. I'm also going to talk a bit about the viewings, of course, themselves and managing customer expectations when developing out a building. So the big question I want to cover is, should I wait for everything to be perfect before conducting viewings when developing out a new space? Or put another way, when is the best time to actually carry out your first viewings when developing out these spaces? Well, some would say only view when it's ready. Don't take someone to a half-finished space because they won't be able to visualise it and you might miss a sales opportunity. In other words, you might screw it up. 
And there is something to be said for building excitement for a new space, telling people about it, letting them see what's going on, but not actually letting them see the space until it's ready. This can help build anticipation and lead to an excitement around the project. However, for me, you miss out on a whole host of other benefits of doing viewings early. And here's seven good reasons I've got here to just actually get on with it and start doing viewings right away. So the first one is conducting viewings early is vital for finding out what people are actually looking for. We have sold off plan before. Imagine waiting for every space to be developed at a full cost and then for you to find out you missed the market by a few degrees and have to reconfigure to suit. So for instance, let's say you've done all your plans, you develop out the space, you spend tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of doing all this work, and then you realise when you start getting people through the door that actually they're all looking for six-person offices, or they're all looking for co-working, or some other format that you haven't quite built into your plan. And, you know, if you've designed it correctly and you've got a mix of space, then you will hit the mark somewhere. But the thing is, if you're conducting viewings early and finding out what the market that you're developing into is really looking for, it allows you to adapt your offering as you go along. Just to say, I remember doing many viewings when spaces are not ready, when they look a mess. In fact, there was one viewing we did, there was no walls, there was no ceiling. In fact, there was not even a roof because we'd taken it off and I had to redo it. Oh, and there was not really a floor, but we still can do viewings. You can still talk to people about the space and about the rest of the property. And that was let, by the way. And I appreciate there are two different things here. First, there's the pre-sales noise and the building of anticipation, right? And then secondly, there's the actual viewings. But I'm talking about both here. So the second thing is, Getting clients to view early gives you the ability to develop space for the client in a more specific or bespoke way. So there's nothing like getting a customer in who doesn't quite know what they want, but they've got maybe a slightly bigger requirement than you normally ha would, would get or anticipate. And you can actually talk to them about developing out the space for them. And it might be, for instance, this particular client needs access to water. They might need a sink or they might need some other um, building infrastructure that you could create for them in certain parts of your property because you've already got those services in place. So getting clients in early allows you to adapt and develop space for them, which to them can be very advantageous. But also for you, it means you secure customers early on who would have maybe gone elsewhere. But because you can do it more bespoke, they're more likely to lean towards you. The third thing is you can get really good buy-in from prospective clients because they feel part of the process if they're involved early on and that the space belongs to them. It helps with that whole sense of belonging, which is great for community. And this is good for both multi-let properties and single occupant lease space. Getting that buy-in really helps. And then the fourth thing is that buying can actually lead on to referrals even before these people have moved in because customers want to invite their own contacts to look around and share the space. In that way, they can influence or even help curate the community as it builds. And of course, don't forget, on a deeper psychological level, of course, whenever anyone makes a purchase, they are keen for friends and colleagues to validate their choice or even better still, for those 
colleagues to follow their lead and purchase the same thing is it gives them a sense of proof that they know what they're doing and they blaze the trail. I don't normally go into psychology of all these sorts of things, but I just think that's really important to remember when customers make a purchase, at that point they're actually quite likely to make referrals because they want to get that social proof. The fifth thing is some businesses actually like that whole pioneering stage, that stage where you're still developing out the building and potentially starting to put clients into sections that you've finished, not into bits you haven't, but moving people in because it feels like a living, breathing and growing project and they can put their mark on it. It's exciting. Not for everyone, I appreciate that. But for more businesses than you think. The sixth thing is it can really help with cash flow. So I'm talking about taking developments and trying to do phases so that you can complete a section and allow people to use it whilst moving on to the next section. If you can phase those works and set the expectation with the new customers from the very start of what's actually happening, then you can get some cash flow, which really helps with the rest of the project. Now, it's a difficult balancing act. Appreciate that. Keeping the build going and meeting customer expectations at the same time is something you'll need to learn to manage. But it is possible. All about having those conversations up front and letting people know what's going on. If they don't know what's going on and then suddenly somebody starts turning up with drills and hammers and things and starts making a noise at the other end of the building, that's not great. You need to kind of build that expectation in. But it does allow you to test out your pricing. So this is the seventh thing. If you think about it, you can set the price and work depending on how potential clients react. So you can use this reason, of course, to of the development that you're doing to lower the price. So it might be you say, okay, my list price is going to be £30 a square foot. That's what I'm aiming for. But when people are moving in or looking at moving into a property that's being developed or parts of it being developed while they're moving into other sections, then maybe you might offer a discount down to maybe £20 a square foot until the other works are complete. And you'll need to put a proviso in there about that, that you know the rent will potentially go up or the, the cost will go up when these particular things have been done. But it allows you to test your pricing. So you might say it's £30 a square foot. You wouldn't maybe say it that way. You'd maybe say the room is going to cost you whatever. But you can then test and see what their reaction is to that. Because if you're not 100% sure what your pricing should be, having these conversations early on in the process will allow you to see where your pricing should be. And I will go into pricing structure later in other podcasts because it is, there's a bit more complexity to it. But at this early stage, you're just testing out your pricing. The fact that you've got other redevelopment works going on allows you to lower that price, but also set in stone at the start that the list price, the price you're aiming for, is that £30 a square foot. The customer is already aware of that. But you're offering them a discount because there's other works going on. And that's absolutely fine. And of course, as I discuss this, it is important for me to recognise that this strategy won't suit everybody. Because of the way we purchase and develop buildings ourselves, some might say we have a luxury of being able to do the works at our own pace. We tend to develop the space out ourselves and manage that process ourselves, which allows us that flexibility. And there may well be reasons why you choose not to do it this way, and that's completely understandable. For instance, you might need to use a main contractor for financial reasons, because of the way that, that you've set up the finance for the project, 
or even just for practical reasons. You might have a full-time job or you're not particularly practical and you need a team to manage that build for you. And you'll need the main contractor to get in, get the works done quickly and get out of the way. And I understand that. I still think the original question though about viewings or pre-sales is totally relevant. You need to get your marketing up and running as soon as possible. I've seen it on a number of occasions when investors get emotionally involved in the fit out and subconsciously leave the marketing. You see, by putting off any sales activity, they're delaying the real test of whether ultimately they were right to invest in this particular project. By finding out if customers are actually willing to pay their projected rates and move in. Being completely immersed in the redevelopment is a way of putting off that test. I've been guilty of that in the past too. And you need to push through it and get some customer feedback as early on in the process as you can. And the only way by doing that is actually going through a marketing and sales process. So what I mean by that is going out, producing some marketing literature, getting some signage up, getting some customers and some inquiries, and then going through the sales process with them to find out all these things we were talking about on those steps. So let's summarize those steps. The first thing is by getting those viewings done early, it's going to give you vital information about what people are looking for. Yes, you set your expectation of what you thought the market was going to be, but now you're really finding out what the market is requesting. The second thing was getting clients to view early also gives you the ability to develop the space for those specific clients in a more bespoke way, which can help you kind of create a bit more of an anchor client, perhaps somebody that because they've got a bespoke space, they're less likely to move somewhere else. And in the first instance, they're more likely to move in with you because you are being more flexible with them. The third thing is you get buy-in from prospective clients. They really like that whole part of being involved in this process and that they feel that the space can belong to them, which can really help with promoting um, for new customers because the fourth thing here is you may well get referrals from those customers because they've seen the project, they like what's happening and they want to feel that they can help create a little bit of the community and who's moving in. And also, as I say, getting contacts and referrals, liking and doing what you've done kind of reinforces the fact that you made the right choice in the first place. And then the fifth one was some businesses actually like that whole pioneering stage. They actually like being in, joining in for the ride. When you're developing space, when you're discovering new things, when you're developing out older properties in particular. And then the sixth one is it can really help with your cash flow. Now, I appreciate this is not just talking about a viewing. This is talking about somebody moving in. And in order to do that, you need to be able to phase the works. And sometimes when I'm actually looking at properties for potential acquisition, I'll look at whether there are multiple entrances, multiple stairs or multiple floors and can I actually phase the works on this or do I have to do it all at once? Because phasing the works, if it's possible, will allow me to benefit from these things we've just been talking about but also benefit from cash flow. So there's been a number of projects where we've developed out a certain amount of space, responded to what the local market wants filled that space, got the cash flow coming in, and that helped partly fund the next phase of the development. And it helped influence what the next phase of the development was going to look like because we were able to respond to what the market really was looking for. So that's the cash flow one. It can be really helpful. And then the last one was you can really find out about your pricing strategy. 
is your initial thoughts on what you're going to be able to let this space for correct? Do you need to tweak it? Is there a certain product type that you can change your plan a little bit to where people are willing to pay more, either because there's less of it, because it's really unique, because they really it really suits their needs? But by doing this process, doing viewings, even maybe letting space, but certainly doing viewings right early on, you can look at whether your pricing strategy and your thoughts on the pricing is correct. So being able to move people in, being able to price space and get people to actually view it upfront all comes down to setting customer expectations from the very first moment of contact. If you don't do that, then when they come to the property, obviously they're going to be possibly underwhelmed by the state of the property if you are in the middle of refurbing. But also their timing expectations, if they move in, their expectations on noise and other disruptions, all these things, you need to set that straight away. And I found 80, 90% of people will respond favorably to that if you just set it out in the first instance. Some won't, by the way, but I think it's a risk worth taking. I have taken people to viewings where there have been maybe no walls or at least just stud work up and they have turned up the nose because they maybe can't see it, they can't visualise how that space is going to be. But that has been far outweighed by those that can. So the knowledge you will gain will be invaluable by doing this process really early on. So if you're currently developing a building for commercial use, get viewings in, get it as high up your priority list as you can. Don't fall into that psychological trap where you're totally invested in the project, you're spending all your time on it, it's brilliant, you're having fun. Okay, it can be stressful, but you're having fun developing, being creative. But in the back of your mind, you know that at some point you're going to have to test and see whether anybody's actually willing to pay for it. Just get on with that process as soon as you can. Get signage up outside, get a website up, get some Facebook or social media stuff going on so you can start to generate some traffic start doing viewings, start showing people that space. It'll be amazing what you can learn when you go through that process. So next week, we'll be back on the container storage trail, talking about finding customers, marketing for those customers, and how to get some early customers into those containers that you're developing or you're looking at putting on a site. So thanks so much for your continued support. If you've not already done so, why not join us in the Facebook group, which is all the W's, facebook.com forward slash commercial property investor. Find the page, click on the link to the group, and then there you'll find some exclusive video content made up just for the group and general commercial chat, of course, so you can get a better understanding of this market. So get in there. It's all free. You can ask any questions that you might have about your commercial property investing. I've seen questions in there about SaaS, VAT, leases, pricing, lots of different subjects. Great place to learn and share ideas. And it's so easy to stick with what you know. And for most of you, that might be residential property investing. And I understand that. You know you should be diversifying, but another resi project just popped up. It looks great. I'm just going to do this one just now. Then I'll get on to commercial. And that's fine. But you need to do something today to positively affect your commercial property knowledge. Because if you don't, it will just be another day, another day, and another day. And right now, this market looks like we're going to be going into a period of really good opportunity. So you need to be ready for it. So at least join the Facebook group today. If not, I'll see you on another Commercial Property Investor podcast. Keep developing your knowledge. 
Don't wait for tomorrow to get started. I'm not saying go out and buy a commercial property right now, but go and build your knowledge and understanding of the different layers of this market and how it all works. So, thanks very much for tuning in. All the very best and have a great week in commercial. Mm -hmm.